Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry, and I'm glad that you are here to join with me today on a Monday, the 23rd of November. Oh, I did not want Monday to come. It was not that great of a weekend. I mean, the weather-wise, it was about as yucky as yucky could be. It was windy. It was cold. It was damp. Um, I did get to enjoy some time outside in the the deer stand on Saturday. Um, It was nice in the morning, I will say that. It wasn't too bad in the evening, but it it could have been a lot more pleasant. (laughs) But I did enjoy the time because I do like having time that I dedicate just to sitting out in the woods and not feeling guilty per se about, well, I could be doing this or this or this because this is a dedicated time for doing it. Um, my son Aaron came up from Kentucky to do hunting and he, uh, he didn't, he saw some, but didn't have it. They were too far off to, uh, to make a shot at him. But I think he enjoyed that time. Yesterday, we did not even get out. Well, I guess he got out in the stand in the morning, but didn't stay out there too long. It was just disagreeable. And I didn't even bother. I worked on some other things and just kind of relaxed. And and uh, we, had, we had a lot of good conversations. So in that aspect, it was a very good weekend. When it comes to uh, <laughs> the hunt, yeah, it could have been a whole lot better. <laughs> oh, well, let's see. Today on our devotion. Let me get my glasses off so I can see up close. We are, uh, again, we're in Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. And if you're following along in your own, we're on February 9th. And this one, um, this is, this is again, it's kind of continuing on in this theme, but it gives us a little bit of a different perspective. Seek my face more and more. You are really just beginning your journey of intimacy with me. It is not an easy road, but it is a delightful and privileged way, a treasure hunt. I am the treasure, and the glory of my presence glistens and shimmers along the way. Hardships are a part of the journey, too. I meet them out ever ever so carefully, in just the right dosage, with a tenderness you can hardly imagine. Do not recoil from afflictions, since they are among my most favored gifts. Trust me and don't be afraid, for I am your strength and song. Seek my face more and more. You know, there's sometimes it's so easy to be distracted with what's going on that seeking his face can feel like work, can feel like a drudgery. But that's simply because we're not into a a mental pattern of doing it yet. The next line kind of points that out. You are really just beginning your journey of intimacy with me. You're really just beginning the journey. Some of us have been walking with Jesus 
for years or even a lifetime. You know, some people, they come to faith, they, they learn about God, they learn about Jesus, uh, and they, they start believing in adulthood. Some it's in childhood. There's others where you, you don't have a memory that, uh, of a time when you, you didn't know God. Because you were raised that way, and you develop, start developing that relationship extremely early. But when it comes to intimacy with him, you can never reach the point of, of, of knowing him completely. We live in this sinful, fallen world. We are sinful ourselves as much as we may not want to be. But we're on the beginning of a journey, and it's a journey that I'm sure when we're in heaven, we're still going to be learning. We're still going to be developing more and more intimacy. You know, the, the disciples, they were with Jesus for three years, face-to-face, hanging out with him. But they really didn't develop strong levels of intimacy until he was already gone and ascended into heaven. And it was the Holy Spirit that was allowing them to grow in that intimacy. Seek my face more and more. You're really just beginning your journey of intimacy with me. It is not an easy road. Yeah, it's not. Why not? Why can't it be? Why can't it be easy? Because we are in a world that is under fallen, broken, evil influence. And the closer we are to God, that probably raises red flags to the other side. That raises red flags that they don't like. And so it's not easy. We have so many distractions. We have, you know, things are upside down in our world. Right is wrong and wrong is right. It's not an easy road. But it is a delightful and privileged way. A treasure hunt. It's not easy. But the author here says it's delightful in a privileged way, in a treasure hunt. She says uh, of Jesus, I am the treasure and the glory of my presence glistens and shimmers along the way. We are pursuing a treasure. We're pursuing that closer, intimate relationship with Jesus. He's the treasure. And all along the way, we're seeing him more and more. His presence more and more. The closer we are and the longer we're there, we see it everywhere. We can see it everywhere because it is everywhere. You know, I think back to Christians over the centuries that have been 
persecuted and thrown in prison or executed for their faith. And so many of them, it's recorded that they, while some had fear of what was taking place, you had others that had such an intimacy with the Lord that they faced what they were facing without having the the absolute terror. But they fully trusted. They fully trusted Jesus because they were in the they were in his presence, not just at the time of their death, their martyrdom. They were in his presence as they were walking on that path towards it without necessarily realizing that that was going to be on the path. Hardships are a part of the journey too. I meet them out ever so carefully in just the right dose with a tenderness you can hardly imagine. There's bad in this world that happens and I'm not saying that is of God, but there are afflictions There are struggles, there are hardships that are necessary for growth. If you never have, if if the way is so easy, you never have a need to reach out to God's hand for stability. And you just stay on your own and you never develop what you need. And so whenever there is hardships, he meters them out carefully in the right dose and with tenderness. And I agree. That's sometimes very hard to imagine, but it's there. Do we have eyes to see it? Do not recoil from afflictions. You know, when I think of, you know, recoiling, I I think of myself whenever I'm walking through the woods and I am surprised by a snake. I recoil. I jump back. I don't want to have anything to do with a snake in the wild. I that's just my issue and I will raise my hand and say I have that issue. It's something I need to work on but I'm really not motivated. Uh <laughs> And I recoil because I don't like it. Do not recoil from afflictions since they are among my most favored gifts. That one's kind of a hard one to get your hand your head around, isn't it? How can there be gifts in afflictions? Well, Paul had some sort of an affliction. He prayed, what, three different times for God to remove it, and God's answer to him was, My grace is enough for you. You get you're gonna keep this. My grace is enough. There was a purpose. There was a reason. We have no idea what it was. People have speculated all around the, the world, all across the board. But we, the, the truth is we won't know. We don't know. There's not enough information given. But there was a purpose. There was a purpose and a reason. I don't have to necessarily understand 
why God may use those kind of things. But you know what? If he chooses to, who am I to contradict him? You know, it reminds me of a person, I think I've shared this on a podcast a long time ago, had a hospice patient in a nearby town. He had a, uh, a cancer, he had a tumor that was very tight. Um, it, it was a little bit unusual in his abdomen. And the pain medications we were giving him just weren't cutting it. I mean, he still had a lot of pain. The morphine just wasn't doing the trick. And that, that happens on occasion. And I remember stopping by his house. And we were having a visit. And uh, th- there was a lot of golden nuggets in that visit. But he talked about uh, uh, going to church like the previous week. And there was a young woman who had been fighting cancer herself. And he, um, he was really amazed by her. You know, he was an older man. He could kind of accept that, you know, he had lived a good life. This is how things were going for him. This was how he was going to die. But here was a young woman. And she gave a testimony in church, and part of that testimony was, who am I to complain or criticize my Creator for what He is allowing to happen to me? She saw it as her goal was to understand what was taking place. Or not to, not to understand, but simply to work through what was taking place. That was what she saw. She was not troubled in her relationship with God over the affliction. She saw it as an opportunity to grow closer to Him and to trust Him. He was amazed by that. And that became a model for him to follow. Do not recoil from affliction, since they are among my most favored gifts. And then the, it wraps up with, Trust me and don't be afraid, for I am your strength and song. Trust him. Don't be afraid. He will give us strength. And he will give us a song to sing as we rejoice. All right, let's get into our Bible verses quickly. And uh, the first one is Psalm 27, verse 8. And it says, You have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. Yeah. Yeah. Seeking his face. It's that treasure hunt. We need to seek his face. He knows our face. We need to better know his. The next is 2 Corinthians 
4, chapter 4, and let me find that. I'm having some computer issues today, so I'm not able to have everything set up the way that I like to in advance. <laughs> so please bear with me. And if any of you are computer gurus, I may need to give you a call regarding some of my other issues. All right, verses 7 and 8. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show you that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Yeah, we're just jars of clay. Jars of clay don't last. They break. They fall apart over time. But inside of us, as a gift, is the power of God. Surpassing power belongs to God, not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but we're not crushed. There's a difference. We may be perplexed and not understand, but we're not driven to despair. We may be persecuted by the evil in this world, but we are not forsaken by God. We might be struck down, but we will not be destroyed because we have an eternal soul that does outlast this limited jar of clay. Yeah, that's good stuff to remember. The third one is from Isaiah. Let me get that pulled up. Isaiah chapter 12 Verse 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. That's a good, that's a good verse. Behold, God is my salvation, not my money, not my president, not my family, not my, not my, no, none of those things. God is my salvation and I will trust him and I'm not going to be afraid. That's a hard thing. That's a hard thing. But when we trust him and believe in him and know that what we're experiencing now is temporary, that can help us with that trust. For God is my strength and my song. He is my strength to get me through. He is my strength to allow me to do and experience what I could never do of my own. But he, he is in me with strength and my song, a song of rejoicing. And he has become my salvation. Good verse, Isaiah 12, verse 2. That's a good one. That's a good one to write down. All right, everybody. That is it for today. I hope this has been a good 
morning devotional and get you thinking about that treasure hunt today, looking to see the radiance of God everywhere. All right, take care. Bye-bye.